Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. fans for another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Ingalls, and we are just not going to talk about last week. We're going to go right on to week eight, kicking it off with matchup number one uh, against the LA Chargers in Soldier Field, Roquan Smith versus the dynamic Austin Eckler running back for the Chargers. And really for me, I'm looking at Roquan Smith here, and he just really hasn't been the same player since he had whatever incident, whatever issue he was going through uh, around the time of the Minnesota Vikings game. He's been a solid player, but man, he just has not been the same guy. He's still second on the team, 39 total tackles, but you look at the rest of the stat book, and he just isn't popping up anywhere else. And last year, you just saw him making other plays, whether it was passes defended, whether it was TFLs, whether it was sacks, whenever the few times he got blitzed, uh, he was doing very well with those play calls. We just really haven't seen as much out of him this year as being a dynamic player. I think that speed, that recognition, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's just struggling to regain his footing. Uh, but he has not been the same dynamic player. But the Bears are going to need him to be that player this week because Austin Eckler is one of the most dynamic backs in the league. Uh, if he wasn't playing for the Chargers that are kind of a dumpster fire right now as far as uh, their season's going, we'd be hearing a lot more of him on the ground. He's been getting the job done for the most part. 69 carries, 248 yards, three touchdowns. On the receiving end, 49 grabs, 488 yards, and four touchdowns. That's a better uh, stat line than Allen Robinson for for comparison's sake. And actually, a funny story is I was grabbing my stats for this episode. I was looking uh, by accident at the 2018 Chargers, and uh, I wrote down all my stats for Austin Eckler. Didn't blink an eye. And then I went down to Keenan Allen, which said he had like 1,100 receiving yards, and that's when I started to scratch my head. So last year's season-long totals for Austin Eckler didn't really like throw me uh, because he's just had such a productive year so far. You know, only going to be about halfway through, only going to be halfway through the season when we get through this game here for a lot of teams who haven't had their bye yet. So 
it's just showing how how dynamic he's been, how productive he's been to this point. He is all over the field. He is someone who is productive in both the run game and the pass game. And Roquan Smith, that guy that I've talked about a lot, can go sideline to sideline. His skills are going to be absolutely paramount against a guy like Austin Eckler, shutting down really uh, the Chargers' number one form of offense. So matchup number one is going to be an important one for making their offense a little bit more predictable. Matchup number two finds us in the trenches with Bobby Massey going against Joey Bosa. And if you ask me, Bobby Massey might be the weakest link on this offensive line. I think last week, uh, Charles Leno Jr. had a much improved week. I don't. I wouldn't say he's been good, but I'd say he's much improved. I think the interior of that line with uh, Rashad Coward being brought in has at least found a little bit more of a footing. I think Massey's still kind of on that island, though. Um, and I think he's going to have a very tough matchup against Joey Bosa. He already has five sacks this season, 35 total tackles. This guy's a terror on the outside. He really uh, he combines uh, speed, pass rush moves, and strength really well. He's pretty much everything you could want in a defense, a 4-3 defensive end. And to this point, he's been that. So, you know, you want to throw a lot of flack at Trubisky, but if you're going to have a guy like Joey Bosa breathing down your neck the entire game, you know, it's it's kind of hard to put all the blame on Trubisky if you're going to have a pass rush in, uh, kind of in your lap immediately. It's going to be up to Bobby Massey to make sure that his quarterback can stay clean and at least have the opportunity to complete passes against this overall depleted Chargers defense. Flipping back to the defensive side of the ball, we're going to have corner buster screen versus the uh, well-known receiver for the Chargers, Keenan Allen, and uh, <laughs> I was mentioning Keenan Allen's kind of stat total earlier. He's on track to have a productive year, but he's not putting up near the numbers he used to. Uh, just kind of that explosive Chargers offense that we knew from the past couple years. Uh, to this point, Allen has 44 grabs, 564 yards, three touchdowns. I guess probably the most disappointing part is he hasn't gotten in the end zone a whole lot this season. Uh, for the most part, I believe the Chargers are probably going to put him in the slot, give him... Finally. A bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com most amount of field to work with uh, across the middle and uh, probably defending him for the most part will be a combination of mostly buster screen you're going to have a little bit of help over the middle I imagine with uh, sometimes Eddie Jackson and haha Clinton Dix uh, moving up especially as the rock kind of develops downfield and then you're also going to have some help in windows uh, when you have when you combine some match coverage and some zone coverage uh, you're going to have a little bit of help with the linebackers uh, across the middle of the field. But for the most part, we're looking at Buster Screen handling what I would argue is the best piece of this Chargers offense. It's going to be interesting to see how Chuck Pagano overall kind of deals with these uh, with the schemes that he wants to have. We've kind of seen him be hot and cold when it comes to calling a game. I think he dared, uh, he for the most part, dared Teddy Bridgewater to beat the Bears, throwing the ball. And uh, really, he kind of did. I mean, the running game was shut down with Latavius Murray. He was getting about three yards a pop, for the most part, keeping the offense on schedule. But when it really came down to it, Pagano was uh, daring Bridgewater to win the game, and he did. It's going to be interesting how he kind of uh, helps his defense or dares the Chargers offense to beat them in this game. And uh, my advice would not be to uh, make uh, Keenan Allen get open and beat you. Obviously, that demands some type of uh, at least usable throw by Rivers. But at the same time, 
Uh, having Buster Screen on Island is going to be a difficult job against anybody. Slot corner is one of the hardest positions to play in the game. That's why a guy like Bryce Callahan, when he was playing well last year, was so hard to watch and leave is because it's so hard to find a good guy in that spot. Screen's played pretty well this year. You know, he doesn't have a lot of big flashy stats, but for the most part, as a slot corner, you just want to deny the throw. And that's what he's done so far this year. But a very tough task this week against Keenan Allen for matchup number three. Now to matchup number four, we have Allen Robinson versus Casey Hayward Jr. And you're going to be hearing Allen Robinson on these matchups as long as Trubisky uh, (laughs) continues to throw to him and no one else on the offense. Uh, To this point, Allen Robinson, 41 grabs, 464 yards, three touchdowns. You know, he's he is the target that Mitchell Trubisky is looking for week in and week out. Uh, the problem is that that isn't going to work forever. He's going to, and the problem is this week, you know, I think Allen Robinson played really well against Lattimore for the most part. Uh, part of the problem is that when you're running four to six yard routes, I think for the most part, I mean, for me playing in college, we were willing to give up four to six yard routes if they were, especially on the perimeter of the offense. You know, that's not always an easy throw to continue to execute. So if you're willing to go four yards, six yards, nickel and dime someone up the field, Fine, we'll let you do that. Very few teams in the NFL can execute that. And, you know, the, the New England Patriots are about the only team that I can say in the NFL right now that can go four to six yards per pass play up and down the field uh, without fail. Um, Trubisky, is not the, <laughs> Trubisky is not there uh, at this point uh, being able to execute that consistently. So it's not it's not exactly on Allen Robinson being able to execute. I really think he can. I think he's a very quarterback-friendly receiver willing to make plays and, and is talented enough to make plays with uh, balls that aren't exactly put in the best place. So I think he's going to be doing well. He's going to be going against a pretty accomplished corner in uh, Casey Hayward. 18 total tackles on the year, four passes defended, one pick. Uh, I think he. I don't think those stats exactly show how great of a corner he is and how great of a corner he's been over the past few seasons. I think uh, it's going to be another tough matchup for Allen Robinson, especially if routes develop more than those four to six yard routes that that I was just talking about previous. But as long as Trubisky continues to target uh, Allen Robinson the way he has been the past few weeks, he's going to be on these matchups because he's going to have to do the same you know type of work to get open against whichever corner he's facing. And that leads us to the game breaker. You all know it's coming. I have Mitchell Trubisky versus the world. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people are in this corner right now, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of that's deserved. Um, but really, when you see everything out of somebody, it's when uh, your back's against the wall, and it's when you're the only person in your corner. Uh, you know, I think I think his teammates, for the most part, are behind him right now. I don't think that they've completely thrown uh, their back to him. But, uh, you know, we did one thing when I was uh, still playing ball at Augustana College. You know, we said that we were the only people in that locker room that believed in each other. And that we were the only people who were going to support each other. And, you know, that's that's at a point where Jabisky is right now. I don't think a lot of people are going to support him at this point. You know, there's been a, it's been a very rough season for him outside of that Washington game. Uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be him playing for his job this week. There's, there's, to me, there's really no debate about that. If he comes out and plays like he did against the Saints, against a much worse Chargers team, I think the Bears don't have a choice but to move on and try to find some other avenue of contention. Uh, whether that's going with Chase Daniel or, or some other option, I don't think Mitch can survive another Saints-like performance. So, like I mentioned, his back's against the wall. What's he going to do? And, you know, that's the game-breaker of the week. 
you know, I think the Bears could win this game, you know, just with how depleted the Chargers are. I think the Bears could win this game without Trubisky doing much. But I, I really think that the ultimate key to this game is whether or not Trubisky comes out and whether or not he is able to uh, execute, whether it's not he's able to kind of put that pass behind him and become the quarterback that, at the very least, we saw last year throughout the middle stretch of, of the season. You know, that Tampa Bay game, you know, that was a really depleted defense. But I think overall, I think the, the Trubisky I'm looking for is the one that, you know, at the very least against the Patriots, you know, he made mistakes in that game, but he was willing to come back. He never had that kind of uh, scared look in his eye that he had during the Saints game. Like he said, during a number of games during his career, you know, I brought up a lot of him. You know, his first start against the Minnesota Vikings, he looked scared. Week one uh, in 2018 against the Packers, he looked scared. You know, week one against the Packers in 2019, he looked scared. You know, there are those times in his career where he has not looked scared and he has looked confident, you know, even in the face of some mistakes, like I mentioned that New England Patriots game that playoff game against the Eagles. He has it in him, and that's why I'm not willing to give up on him yet. But, man, there's not there's not a lot of people left in this corner. So it's Trubisky versus the world. That's the game-breaker matchup of the week, and, frankly, the game-breaker matchup of the season. So now we're back into the weekly winning edge where we go through each matchup and say which player has the advantage uh, between the two players or, in Trubisky's case, against the world. So uh, we're going back to matchup number one, Roquan Smith versus Austin Eckler. Uh, I think Roquan Smith has the ability in him, but I am going to take the hot hand here. I got to go with Austin Eckler here. Uh, one matchup to the Chargers overall. I think he's just so dynamic overall. And if Roquan Smith was playing at uh, is playing at the level that he was last year or even this year before the Vikings game, I'd take Roquan Smith in a heartbeat just because I think he's the better overall player and the better overall athlete. But to this point, Eckler's got to be the guy I go with with uh, just what he's put on the field to this point. I have more confidence in him than I do Roquan Smith. Chargers one matchup to none. Now going to Bobby Massey versus Joey Bosa. Last year I picked Charles Leno Jr. to lose a lot of matchups. This year I think it's kind of gonna kind of gonna be flipped a little bit. Um, but you know what? I lost a lot of matchups by picking against Charles Leno Jr. I'm hoping that my faith, uh, my faith in Bobby Massey and this overall this uh, offensive line and Bears team in general to kind of respond to adversity. You know, whether it's Harry Heaston and uh, changing some protection calls to give some help against Joey Bosa, I think that Bobby Massey overall gets the job done against Bosa. We're going to knot up matchups here one-to-one. And that brings us to Buster Screen versus Keenan Allen. Uh, this one is going to be a really tough matchup for Buster Screen to win. I think Keenan Allen puts up enough plays to win this matchup. And, and it's not exactly an entire fault of Buster Screen. Keenan Allen's one of the best in the game and. The Chargers are obviously going to scheme as much space for Allen to work with as possible. And it's not that screen doesn't have a lot of ability. I just think that this matchup is one that hardly any corner is going to win in the NFL. Um, and the few that would win it, uh, Buster Screen's not one of them. So i got to give this one to Allen. There brings us to number four, Allen Robinson versus Casey Hayward. You know what? Robinson's been working so well this season. you, you got to go with Robinson at this point. No matter what route he's running, he's running at 100%, and he's making all the plays he can for Trubisky and the Bears in general. You know, I At this point, you could put Deion Sanders on Allen Robinson, and I would still probably pick Robinson at this point just because he's been sensational this year despite all the adversity coming his way. Matchup's not at a 2-2. And that brings us back to our game-breaker. All roads lead to Mitchell Trubisky. And you know what? Overall this week, I think the matchup plays well to him. I think uh, to this point... The Bears have responded overall pretty well to adversity, uh, you know, at least stemming from last season. 
You know, I don't think that they exactly hit rock bottom against the Raiders in London. I think that was just like, oh, it's a fluke game. You know, we'll be fine. We'll be ourselves against the Saints after the bye. And I really think that Saints game has shown the Bears and especially Mitchell Trubisky what rock bottom looks like. And I think whenever they kind of hit those rock bottom moments last season, they came back and, and they sh- they really showed out well. I think of losing that game to Green Bay in 2018 made this team hungry. You know, they win a tough game against Seattle at home. You know, you think of the you think of the Giants game, uh, you know, that they were kind of humiliated in a game that they thought that they really should have won and they sh- really should have won. You know, everyone was kind of down on them going against the LA Rams on Sunday night football the following week and what do you know? You know, they they respond to that adversity. So the question for me is uh whether or not that kind of that fight back spirit is still in the Bears. And to me, I think it is. I think it is, and I think Trubisky responds this week just hearing in the press conferences. I think he's ready to go. I think he's ready to execute. You know, I think at this point, you know, the frustration, the rage, and the, the want to do better has kind of crowded out all that other stuff that I think really uh, contaminates his game overall. I'm taking Trubisky here against the world, and that's going to give the Bears a 3-2 edge here. I think this game is going to be closer than it should be. But I think this will be a much-needed and therapeutic win for the Bears overall as they move forward to the rest of their season. You know, 4-3 and three, if they do win this game. You know, they're not out of it, but uh, there are some really important games coming down the stretch. But, you know, you can't win two until you win one, and this is the one they got to win. And i got to like them in this game. I think the Chargers are a pretty depleted roster, and I think they're pretty down overall despite not being out of it in, uh, in that division quite yet, especially if Mahomes is going to be banged up for a few weeks. Um, but overall, I can't take them in this matchup. They're traveling far from home, and it's not the time. He, it's not November, and it's not December, so the Chargers aren't great yet, uh, based on history. So, Bears, I have one in this one, uh, matchups wise, in a close one, three to two. Hopefully, week nine, we are talking about a rejuvenated Mitchell Trubisky, and I don't have to pick him against the entire world at least uh, this coming week. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.